The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Uh, my co-host, esteemed Dr. Kathy Greenberg, will not be with us today. She was getting some um, work done on her teeth, and I talked to her. She has a he still was kind of numb, so she's not going to be uh, part of this. Um, but I'll fill in for Kathy and give some of the background. So uh, you know our listeners that between Kathy and I, we have helped thousands of leaders to perform in the top 10%. And we always want to bring you uh, key people who are doing interesting things, cutting edge, really the goal so that you can take some of this information and move forward and have some really specific applied tools. And one of our favorite guest here is Sharon Jordan-Evans, and I'll bring on Sharon just in a minute. Her uh, best-selling book, which I'll tell you about, Love Them or, or Lose Them, just, the new edition just came out uh, this January 17th. So we're, we're getting her to, when it's hot off the press, to describe some of the specific tools in there. And let me tell you about Sharon, and then we'll go through our, our questions. So Sharon uh, Jordan-Evans is a pioneer in the field of emotional retention and engagement. She serves as a prominent speaker for numerous conferences and, and works with Fortune 500 companies, such as American Express, Boeing, Disney, Lockheed, uh, the Cheesecake Factory, Monster, Monster uh, MTV, PBS, Sony, Universal Studios, and I'm sure that's just a partial selection Actually, uh, Sharon and I had a shared client probably, we'd have to go back and see, but it's probably maybe 12, 13 years ago, and that's how we first met. And Sharon actually has been on the show two other times over really the last uh, four or five years or so. So it's going to be great to, to pick her brain on this uh, new edition. Her books, uh, both are Wall Street Journal bestsellers, and so the one that we're going to be talking about today, Love Them or Lose Them, Getting Good People to Stay. It's the world's best-selling employee retention book, has been translated into 25 languages. And this new edition, we'll see what's kind of new about it, has been revised, updated throughout, throughout, and includes many more international examples, so for our international folks listening, reflecting the fact that Love Them or Lose Them is available uh, from Albania and the Arabic to Thai and Turkish, uh, to the Turkish. So it's a message that truly spans continents and cultures. I'll tell you a little bit more, uh, you know, about Sharon. She has a master's in organizational development. She's a professional certified coach, and she's coached leaders and companies um, can least afford to lose. So they're top folks that you don't want to lose. She's also uh, been 
written up and writes for some national media, including Business 2.0, Chief Executive, Harvard uh, Management Update, Working Women, um, Investor Business Daily, Business Week, to just name a few. She lives up the coast for me. I live in Santa Barbara, and she's up in, in Cambria. So, Sharon, welcome. Well, thank you. It's great to be here, Valley. Well, thanks so much for being uh, you know, a part of this. Like I said, we'll get a chance to jump into this. Um, but let me just say a few more words just about the show, and then we'll, we'll pick your brain. You know, the Leadership Development News, we've been on, this is starting our eighth year. It's one of the top-ranked business shows on Voice America, the network that sponsors us. Uh, they have uh, millions of listeners. We have uh, listeners in 27 countries, 126 cities, and every month there's about 95,000 downloads on one of our archive shows or in some of our archive shows that really span uh, quite a way. So you can get it on Voice America or also on um, iTunes. And a word about Kathy, who's not with us today. Kathy uh, Greenberg coaches executives and entire companies on her happiness equals profit. She's been named the first lady of happiness by ABC TV. And her real specialty is around positive psychology and happiness. And if you've been listening to us, she has a brand-new book that uh, is coming out shortly called Fearless Leaders, Sharpen Your Focus. It launches in a, in a couple weeks and includes uh, multi-level kind of a business-in-a-box tools for you. You can check out Kathy and all her exciting new offerings and free and downloads at Dr. Kathy Greenberg, Dr. Kathy with a C Greenberg, and also the website she and I share called ExcelInstitute.com. And for those who may not know me, uh, I'm a psychologist, master level certified coach, and my focus really is around emotional intelligence, leading with emotional intelligence. And I have a website, truenorthleadership.com. There is a free iPhone app called Leadership Keys that's also available at the iTunes store to look at some specific tools to move forward. So, uh, Sharon, one of the things that we like to, to do is to just start off with folks to find out a little bit about uh, who's been the most influential people for you. And it gives us a, a look at your background a little bit, and we'll jump in from there. Well, lots of people at lots of levels uh, have been really important to me and to my life. Uh, when I think about leaders, uh, which is, a, I know, the focus of our topic today, um, there have been some that I knew very well and some that I actually just read about who influenced hmm. me. Uh, so, for example, I had a boss at one point in my career who believed in me more than I believed in myself. Uh-huh. And uh, it, because of him, I stretched and I grew and I achieved things that otherwise, in fact, I probably wouldn't be where I am today without wow. him. So that's one. Uh, another boss comes to mind um, who showed a real personal interest during a really hard time for me. I, my mom was, was dying of cancer. This was 20-some years ago, long time ago. Uh, and he said to me, you need to take some time and go be with her. And I thought he meant a leave without pay or something. And he said, oh, no, you don't worry about that. You go, you be with your mom, you come back um, when it's time to come back. And, of course, you can only imagine my sense of gratitude and 
and commitment, and boy, did he get my discretionary effort after that, uh-huh. <laughs> and loyalty. In fact, I'd probably still be working for him, except that he retired. Uh, but anyway, those are two that come to mind. And then, you know, there are some leaders I've read about, too, many, and some that come to mind were Civil War military leaders. Hmm. And I was never a big Civil War buff, uh, but I traveled, uh, you know, back to, to that part of the country, that geography, and I became inspired as I learned about some of these leaders who inspired young men, you know, to march 20 miles without any boots in the snow and then launch an offensive when they got to their destination. And when you read about these leaders, what you realize is that they were trusted, um, that they were loved, and that those young men would have followed them literally off of a cliff. And uh, so I've really tried to take lessons, too, from some of those military leaders I've read about. And then who were some of those, just because I may be interested in some of our... Oh, my gosh, now you're going to ask me to recall names. (laughs) Ah! (laughs) If not, we can can come back to it. I'm at a loss in the moment. That's all right. All right. I have to pull some of those books off my shelf. (laughs) But we know there's Civil War military leaders, so that's fine. All right. (laughs) I'm I'm slapping my wrist. That's a bad question. There you go. (laughs) Okay. Well, and also you use the term uh, discretionary effort. I mean, I, I I know what it means, but what, how would you describe that? Because, you know, for folks that that's a it's a little bit of a fancy term, but it's it's a good one. How would you describe discretionary effort? Yeah, discretionary is going above and beyond. So, you know, usually there are expectations when you have a job for what you'll deliver, and um, and frankly, most people just deliver that. I mean, if, you know, or, or sometimes they even don't quite deliver that. They get right. close enough so they don't lose their jobs. But the discretionary effort is when you bring, you know, 100% plus to work right. every day. And, and it's made up of so many components, enthusiasm and loyalty. And by the way, I hear this loyalty is dead thing, and I know that's absolutely not the case. You know, it may be redefined today. Mm-hmm but it is absolutely alive and kicking and well. And that sense of loyalty and commitment to a team, to a boss, to a project, um, to a company, whatever it might be, that allows people to bring that extra effort. Well, that's why your book is, like you said, the world leader on engagement, which is another way of kind of talking about uh, this discretionary effort. And I usually talk about discretionary effort means it's at your discretion. You could put more into it, you could yeah. do more, or you could say, ah, good enough. And I think all the things that we're going to be talking about with you raise discretionary effort. And, I, and for our listeners, even if you raise discretionary effort 5 or 10%, that's what we're looking for, meaning someone said, oh, I really want to, I, I really want to please my best boss, or I want to please Sharon. You know, I'm going to spend a little bit more time, or let me check with Joe here just to check my work, because I want to make sure this is right. So they, that's the discretion. Absolutely. Yep. So tell us a little bit about just kind of your, your practice now and what you do, and, um, and then we'll get more specifically into your book. In a nutshell, um, I work with Fortune 500 companies. They hire me to work with the people they can least afford to lose, and those are their high performers. And I work with those high performers in two basic ways. One, I coach them individually. Uh, That's about 50% of my work. Uh And then uh, I speak to them in groups. And the way that looks is that I give keynotes at annual conferences. Uh, The topic at those keynotes is always related 
to the topics of my book. So it's all about workplace satisfaction and engagement and retention. Well, and just, you know, for our listeners, because before we get into this, you know, we've uh, packaged up some of these uh, podcasts, and I've given it to my clients and stuff. And so one of them was really the very first one, Sharon, that we did. And I remember talking to a client. He's like, wow, that was really good. We, t- we, we zeroed in on the EI competency of developing others, and uh, they just loved your work. And it was, you know, it's always nice when you hear from somebody else. Yeah, that's great. You know, how much they enjoyed that. I <laughs> love it. Yeah, sure. <laughs> So uh, tell us a little bit about the collaboration with uh, Beverly Kay. And this, you have, is it the two books together? And now this is the... We have two books, and we have uh, five editions of the first book, which is Love, Merlose Him. Uh, and basically, it was a, a mutual friend that introduced us. She, she said uh, to me at one point, you've got to meet this friend of mine, Beverly Kay. And of course, I knew about Bev. And she said the same thing to Bev. And we both were kind of busy at the time, and so we kept putting it off. And this friend would not let it go. Hmm. She just felt like, I don't know what, she felt like we could do something interesting yeah. together. Yeah. And, yeah, I mean, what a good friend to do that. So she kind of kept uh, bugging <laughs> us a bit. And finally we said, okay, all right, just to please her, we're, we're going to get together. And that uh, started a collaboration that's been going on now for 18 years. Wow. We have two separate companies. We do different things, yeah. uh, different focuses, um, but we come together on this topic of engagement and retention, yeah. we have that part of our work in common, and um, our writing brings us back together again and again. So tell us the name of your, your company and, and uh, the website, and then we'll, we're going to go to our first break. Great. Jordan Evans Group is the name of the company, and it's www.jeg.org. And J, Jordan Evans Group, J-E-G. That's right. Okay, good. <laughs> All right, thanks. So uh, we'll be right back, and you're listening to Leadership Development News. We're just getting underway with Sharon Jordan-Evans talking about her new book uh, or revised book that just came out, and we'll hear a lot more about Love Them or Lose Them. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. 
Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic plays to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. We're talking with one of the premier top performers of engagement worldwide, Sharon Jordan Evans, and we're going to get into more of the meat of her newly revised book, Love Them or Lose Them. And you mentioned that, you know, there's a collaboration with Beverly Kay, and I remember at a workshop, uh, must have been an HR workshop years ago, I uh, heard her say something that I've been using over and over, and you probably know this. She used the term blinking words. Oh, yes. And... And because a lot of the training that I do, you know, I'll, I incorporate that idea. The blinking word is a feeling word. It's something that has the emotion to it. And so when we talk about communication or listening, you know, I constantly bring that in. I'm going to give her credit for that. That that blinking word, uh, you know, should be uh, shining, gets your attention. And as a listener, you want to be thinking about that emotionally loaded word. Any, anything else you want to say about that? Or well, yeah, that's uh, you know that shows up, of course, in Love Them or Lose Them in the Understand chapter, which is all about listening. And you know, you and I have both done work with executives for years, and one of the things we know is that they aren't necessarily the best listeners on uh-huh. the planet. And almost all of them have room to grow in that area. So the blinking word is just one one tool that they can use. Um, and I tell them, please do try this at home. Uh, your family will be thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. So we can talk a little bit more about that. So just the way the book is organized, if you haven't seen it, it's the alphabet. Uh, so there's 26 chapters, and each one stands for something different. So it is understand under the U chapter? It absolutely is. Okay. And I'm going to have some questions for Sharon around some of the other ones. We have the L is for link we'll get to, Q is for questions. So it's, it's organized really well, and then there's um, actions or things to do with each one of those. So let's talk about the book. And, and so what's new in this? Because it does look like you have a little bit more of a cross-functional focus. Yeah, you know... I mean, I, Cross-cultural, sorry. Cross-cultural, there you go. With, uh, with every edition of Love Them or Lose Them, 
you know, we've updated throughout. So, you know, we've looked, we've read every line, every word of every paragraph. We've uh, updated where we needed to. We've looked and we've included new stats and new stories to illustrate our points. But in this one, uh, what's really new is that it's more globally friendly. We've been doing work internationally for years, and we have manager training programs all over the globe. Uh, and somehow we just kept love them or lose them rather U.S.-centric in all of its um, previous editions. So we said this time, okay, enough of that. We, we need to, yes, we're still U.S.-centric. We can't help it because mm-hmm. we're U.S. But let's make this more globally friendly. So in virtually every single chapter, we made sure that we were including some kind of a reference hmm. to how this philosophy works somewhere else or, you know, maybe doesn't work, um, and also how to really pay attention uh, to cultural differences and, and how for, for today's leaders in so many of these huge global companies, they really need to have an idea of how cultures differ and vary. And there's a story I thought I could share with the listeners if, if you're up for Sure, that. I'm up for it. Okay, so it's in the higher chapter, and in the Which higher is, chapter we're talking, that's H, yeah. we're really talking about getting the right person in the job in the first place, which of course increases the odds that you will keep him or her. So here's a story about a Confucian candidate um, who came to interview for a key position in Asian headquarters of a global company. And this candidate shows up with a large mole on his face with a long hair growing out of it. He also had two long pinky fingernails. And the interviewer had never seen anything like it and was wondering, you know, what's this about? Why wouldn't he have plucked his hair or trimmed the nails or something? And so the interviewer asked his global partner about this, and the partner said to him, to have a mole brings you very good luck in our culture. And to have a hair growing out of the mole is even luckier. And it's common for men to grow their pinky nails long in order to show that they are not laborers. So Uh. as the understanding grew for this recruiter, uh, the impression of the candidate completely changed, as you can imagine. And the story, of course, illustrates some of the challenges of cultural differences and how important it is to test our assumptions about people. That's a great story. (laughs) Isn't that fun? Uh, Actually, a friend of mine, Jeremy Eskenazy, uh, is a specialist in in recruiting and hiring and staffing, and he's the one who shared that story with me. Oh, that's great. Well, I think just that aspect of, of appreciating differences, and also you brought up a really great point, is identifying your assumptions as an assumption versus a fact. That's right. You know, often we kind of think these, because we think it, therefore it's true, and kind of stepping back from that. Yep, absolutely. Oh, good, good. Um, so looking at your book, and thank you for you know sending it. I'm glad I got, got hot off the press. <laughs> um, one of the okay. things you start off with is the – Retention Engagement Index, you know, that the readers can check. And in there you list a series of activities or beliefs uh, that can heighten the risk of losing a star performer. I thought just to give people a taste, you know, and I've done this in a few of these questions, you know, what what are some of those beliefs or what are some of those um, activities? Yeah, you know, this survey we hope allows readers of Love Them to kind of take a look at their mindsets and their beliefs about engaging and retaining talent. 
so it really is a quiz, and, and I'll give you an example um, under A. Um, it's, the question is, to what extent do you assume that employees should and will tell you what they want from their work? And, you know, the, the point here is that uh, some employees would rather leave you than tell you what they want more of or less mm. of from work. So this is all about the topic of asking and stay interviews and so on. Uh, another one is uh, I'll highlight is F, and uh, here it's to what extent do you expect employees to leave their personal lives at the door and feel only their business lives are your concern? And uh, this is another beware, if, if you answered, yeah, I believe that, mm. Um, it's another beware because if you don't care about them as people, you know, right. like a total person, and if you make them choose between work and family, you're going to lose. And especially you're going to lose your younger workers. They simply, um, they, they won't stand for that, being asked to choose between work and family today. And then another one, a kind of a personal favorite of mine, um, is the J chapter, which is about jerk, um, and to what extent do you think you are here to get the job done and that employees don't have to like you? And uh, the point here is that people today aren't going to stay and work for a jerk. They will either disengage and have kind of a bunker mentality and not get much done, um, or they'll leave you. So that's an example yeah. of, of some of those um, kind of introspective ponderings, if you will, right. that we ask people to take in the very beginning, and it can guide them to some of the chapters that they most need to read. So, you know, that's good. I, I looked at that. I didn't really notice that each question then was posed towards one of the chapters, just like you explained. That's great. Yep, exactly. And they can score themselves, and they can see how they did in general, and, and kind of how apt they are to retain their talent, or are they vulnerable to talent loss? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. No, that's really good. So I think uh, just that idea of you know, having an assessment where you can evaluate yourself initially, that's great. So let me ask you a couple, uh, another question. And your uh, website, or one of the websites, I guess, you can tell me about this, www.keepem.com, and keepem, K-E-E-P.com. You have a What Keeps You survey and I'm actually looking at this now because it's great to have this information. And I know when I was researching my book, I actually went to your website and used some of that, you know, current um, information. Good. Good. So, so why don't you say a little bit about this and that people can download this off the site. It's a white paper about organizational state factors. Maybe tell us a little bit about, about that, um, and then we can get into some of the maybe changes you've seen. That's great, and I would love it if people would go to keepem.com. They can also find the survey on my website uh, as well, but go to that survey, complete it. We're always trying to, you know, drive more and more respondents to the site. Uh, But basically, we've now, at this point, asked over 18,000 people why they stay, why they stayed in an organization for a while, what keeps them there. Uh, interestingly, we find over the years, and we started this in about 97, um, we find very few changes in these what I call stay factors, the reasons people stay. And that's despite, you know, two recessions, one of them pretty massive. Uh, the only thing we notice in this most recent update, and if people compare to an older version of our book, they'll, they'll notice the list shifted or changed just a tiny bit. Um, one 
I thought interesting change was that fair pay, which is a stay factor, moved down the list just a bit. It used to be number four on the list, and it moved down to number six. Mm. And flexibility moved up several notches. So what we have going in the top six stay factors are, number one, exciting, challenging, or meaningful work. Number two, supportive management or good boss. Number three, being recognized, valued, and respected. Number four, career growth, learning, and development. Number five, flexible work environment. And number six, fair pay. And, of course, then you get, you get wondering, gosh, what accounts for these shifts? You know, what right. accounts for these changes? So that's always a fun ponderable. Well, so let me just highlight, because I'm looking at some of the changes, then we'll go to our next break. Because um, I'm looking at, and I'm just looking at for folks, their uh, white paper and what you had said before. So exciting and, and work challenge uh, was at 49.9%. That even increased to 58%. So that went up. So yeah. we'll talk about that. But then the other piece was supportive management was at number five. Now it's at number two. Exactly. It's moved up. And then the other one we'll talk about that was not on the initial list is being recognized, valued, and respected. And then maybe those three we can kind of zero in a little bit of more kind of the how-to about that. Sure. Okay. So Sounds great. We'll go to our next break. This is Leadership Development News, and we're talking to Sharon Jordan-Evans about the new edition of her book, Love Them or Lose Them, and we'll be right back. Now you don't have to stay linked to your desktop or laptop. Take Voice America on the go and listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, whathappyworkingmothersknow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at h2cleadership.com. That's h2cleadership.com. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. 
seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Find out which guests are being featured this week. Read our network press releases and read the blog posts from your favorite hosts. Go to iradioblog.com today. Powered by the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Relly Nadler. Dr. Kathy Greenberg is not with us uh, today, but if you want to get some more information about some of the shared programs that um, Kathy and I have, it's excelinstitute.com. And if you've been listening to us, we highlighted in, in one of the last shows about a program we're going to have at the Miraval Resort in Arizona in the summer. And if you go to Excel Institute and Dr. Kathy Greenberg, you're going to get a little bit more information on that. So let me go back to. Uh, what Sharon, you and I were talking about some of the changes, and from your um, keepem.com website, and you know what are this, what is the uh, what matters most is what's the white paper is called, kind of the state factors. So we're going to go for the rest, maybe zero in on some of the key actions and stuff. So just in general, and then we'll get more specific about some of the chapters. If uh, what's some of the main things that an employee should do? to be a top former, and then, and then we'll talk about what can the boss do or the leader do. But what should an employee do if, you know, let's say they're new in the organization or a new position, are there some general things that they should be thinking about? Well, I, I like that you're asking a question about the individual employee because, let's face it, they do have a stake in their own job satisfaction. And I believe um, individual employees can often move the needle on job satisfaction and improve it. Um, they don't have to leave necessarily uh, the, the company, the organization, in order to find what they want. Um, in fact, we wrote a book about that, Love It, Don't Leave It, <laughs> 26 Ways to Get What You Want at Work. Uh, you know, I think the key, three key things that occur to me, one is employees need to always learn and grow. Uh, we don't get to rest on our laurels, and it can be so frustrating sometimes. I feel it sometimes, like what I knew 10 years ago should be good enough mm-hmm. for today, but it isn't good enough for today. So, you know, the the need to learn and grow, the need to stay current and stay relevant, um, absolutely crucial. And then another key piece that I think some employees forget about, and especially in the midst of busy, busy times, busy careers, uh, that is to stay connected and be connected with all those who hold keys to your success. So that's your boss, that's your peers, that's your direct reports, that's your customers. 
you know, I, I know way too many people who have lunch at their desk. They they never really, and they jot each other emails or texts all day long uh, or instant message or whatever, and they don't get up and mingle, and they they don't have time to connect, truly connect. And you're the EQ expert, uh, Rally, so you know this and I know this. We know about the IQ versus EQ mm-hmm. uh, and success. And my 20 years in coaching suggests that EQ matters most. And so I think this is really important for employees to remember um, to that connect piece. Yeah, that's great. And I'll just kind of tag on it. That you know the research does support that if you're going to move up in the organization, how smart you are, your IQ are, fa- are key factors. But one of the key factors, and we're talking about the individual performer, is this whole concept of a emotional intelligence and all the key competencies, which a lot of the things in your book you know plug right into that. Yep, absolutely. Okay, good. So so that's for the for the individuals. You know, you talked about learn and grow, stay connected uh, with others, kind of that networking. Was there a, was there another one there? Because you said there were three. Well, yeah, I did say three. There are. I mean, continue to learn and grow, I'd call number one. Um, but kind of in connection with that is number two, stay current. Oh, okay. Stay relevant. Yeah, yeah. And then I slipped in the connect with uh, for number three. Yeah, and I think that that is validated with a lot of the researchers, top performers, are the connected pieces, people who can network and who, you know, they can go to their cubicle and try to figure something out, but people who are really connected with others say, well, who do I know who knows this? Yeah. And, and now what's so interesting, you know, some of the connection is just people being able to get an answer on the Internet, um, right. which is a little different than the person connection, but just being able to quickly get an answer is like, oh, you got an answer in a couple minutes. So who do you know that can help and support, you know, what you're doing? Absolutely. You know, that what that highlights for me really is that people need to to continue to learn and grow even if their organization doesn't overtly support that. Yeah. So this isn't the old days where your boss said, "Hey, you need to attend that class on whatever." Right. Um it's kind of up to the individual to be yeah. in charge of that and to figure out what they're good at and where their gaps are. And similar to what you were saying, I think often you can learn from the person two cubes down from you. Yeah. You know, so the guy two cubes down is the best negotiator you've ever seen. You know, what can you do? How can you match with that person? Perhaps, you know, go with them uh, mm-hmm. on a sales call or something. How, how can you pick up that skill from this treasured uh, talent two cubes down. So there are all kinds of of creative ways of learning and growing that go way beyond the old-fashioned take a class. Yeah, yeah. That's great. So that's some really good uh, information for our listeners. So one of the other pieces, now we're going to get into um, one of the topics, I'm sure, of, of all the letters that you have in the alphabet. This one probably people remember. And the J is for jerk. And, and you got some great things in there. You have a jerk behavior list, and maybe um, to share some of those. If people are familiar with my work, I have a derailleur detector, which is similar, um, <laughs> but you have a lot more jerk behaviors on there. So, um, so what are maybe just to highlight? What are some of those things that's gonna derail someone? And if you haven't heard that term, you may be doing great, but these things show up, and you're on the track or rail for success, and it throws you right off. So what? Have, what have you found? 
First of all, I should say that uh, some people encouraged us not to include this chapter in the book. Because uh-huh. They said it's the only negative chapter. Well, it's actually not. If you read it, it's not a negative chapter. But the title could cause some people to think that. The title of this chapter is Jerk, and then the subtitle is Don't Be One. Right. And, you know, we used to, we even got some pushback internationally because some some countries do not have that word, or they have, or they're not sure they have oh. a word. So they didn't understand even, I gave a speech in Ireland, and everybody kind of looked at me blankly when I referenced jerk, and so then I described what a jerk can look like. You know, it's someone who intimidates, or condescends, or withholds praise, or slams doors, or swears, or always looks out for himself. The, the list goes on. We've got 50 jerk-like behaviors listed in this chapter. So I would describe some of those behaviors, and then people in the audience would go, oh, that's a, and they'd fill in the blank. So they indeed did have a word that described right. people like that. And, in fact, we include in our, in our chapter this time a, a little piece of artwork here that has translation of the word jerk into, I don't know, 15 different oh, yeah? lang- <laughs> about 15 different languages. I'm just hoping we got them all correct <laughs> here. You know what that's like when it's translated? Yeah, right. So, you know, what we know is that people in every culture, in every company, occasionally exhibit jerk-like behaviors, and the intent behind this chapter is for people to do this checklist for themselves, not necessarily to have someone else rate them, right? Um, but just to take, you know, hold up a mirror and say, do I ever accidentally, um, occasionally exhibit any of these behaviors? And then I always say, and if you, if you aren't sure, you know, you could pull a friend at work aside, show them the jerk checklist, and and uh, ask them to tell you. And and then of course, if you don't have any friends at work, then there's a <laughs> clue. That's, for that's your a clue tell-tale bag. sign right there. <laughs> the clue for your clue bag. <laughs> Absolutely. That's funny. Um, I also noticed you referenced some of Robert Sutton's work, you know, in one of the very, he was the second interview I did when his book came out. Yeah, the, really? The, the no a-hole uh, yeah. rule. And, you know, because I, I kind of followed that when you and I first did this, you know, I zeroed in on the, on the emotional intelligence competencies and, and pegged you for emotion, for developing others. Well, him, it was really about the derailers. And so he had a lot of things in there you know, about, you know, creating a, uh, just a good environment and, and eliminating that jerk behavior. Yes. Well, I think what gets people's attention, and us as coaches and organizations, we've all seen that, but what does it cost an organization? And so that's more the bottom line. What, and you have some interesting research in there. Yeah, this that. is, uh, to me, just fascinating that, that now people are actually researching this topic of what jerk-like behaviors cost. You know, what the bad boss across. So a McKinsey quarterly article, for example, uh, featured a company that calculated, get this, the extra uh, cost that one star salesperson generated to the company, um, the assistance he burned through, the overtime cost, the legal cost, the anger management training, and, and so on. And they even had a name for it. It's, it was TCJ, which equals total cost of jerks. So is that great? So the TCJ, which has seldom been analyzed in the past that I know about, um, in the cost for this one jerk that they told about for one year was $160,000. 
Wow. So, again, that's assistance he burned through, overtime costs, legal costs, anger management training, and so on. And then another study found that stress and lost productivity relating to uh, incivility in the U.S. workforce uh, was costing the U.S. economy multi-billion dollars annually. And and there's another new book out by Christine Porath um, that's called The Cost of Bad Behavior, How (coughs) Incivility is Damaging Your Business and What to Do About It. Wow. You know, and jerk-like behaviors, let's face it, they cost more than just dollars. I mean, think about it from headaches to heart attacks, the stress of working for a jerk can really take a physical toll. And then there is the emotional, psychological side of it. Uh, I, I saw in one article somebody asked the question of a boss, could you be ruining your employee's marriage? And that may seem like a stretch, right, right. but then when you think about the last time you felt beat up at work and you headed home and you spill yeah. nastiness all over your family accidentally, right. yeah, the bad boss could be ruining your marriage. Well, you know, uh, that, that's so great, especially I think you and I both share that idea of having research. I'm thinking about one of our, our listeners, Dr. Uh, Nottingham, Ed Nottingham, you know, who... Um, constantly is sending me research, and hopefully he's listening to this now, just about the jerk behavior, and he's in a big organization sharing sharing information, you know, with folks. Um, one of the first times that I've heard about this is studying for my doctoral orals, and, in, in, you know, my doctorate is in counseling psych, but in uh, studying a lot of the organizational psychology was just looking at life satisfaction, and this goes back a ways, but I remember reading then early on in the research that 50% of your life satisfaction comes from the relationship with your boss. Absolutely. And I remember sharing this with people, and I'm like you have it in trainings. I think especially like you're saying, if it's the jerk, it could be 50% or higher. If you've got a great boss, you know, their influence in your life, I don't think that, per- that percentage would be as high. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, in other words, the negative impact yes. can be much greater. Yeah, potentially than the positive impact, and it's and frequency probably is up. Yeah, exactly. Well, so we're going to go to our our next uh, and last break. I, I told you this was going to fly by. It is. And, and uh, this is leadership development news, and we'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better what do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately how do you delegate effectively how do you develop strong relationships across the organization emotional intelligence training coaching books and tools by dr nadler are available at his website www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066 
Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com, or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Start saving today. Print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96362. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler, Dr. Kathy Greenberg. Uh, my co-host isn't with us today. If you want some more information about some of the programs we mentioned, you can go to ExcelInstitute.com. Uh, Kathy has a website, DrKathyGreenberg.com. And while we're doing the show, so if people want to get back in touch with you, yes, uh, www.jeg.org is my website. They can call me, too, 805-927-1432. Oh, good, good. Okay, well, thank you. So one of the things I know, and this has been in the older editions, too, is this stay interview. So tell me about the stay interview, what it, what it involves, and, and then you know maybe there's some follow-up of you know why people don't do that as much. Yeah, first of all, a little background. Um, Bev and I coined the term stay interview a zillion years ago. I, I'm thinking it was in the late 90s. And we did it because we were thinking about all the exit interviews. Your listeners all know about exit interviews. They've, they've been on one side or the other right. right, of the table when someone is saying, I quit, I'm out of here. Yeah. Uh, and we started thinking, you know what, you decrease the number of exit interviews if you conduct this thing. We then decided to call stay interview uh, with the people that you hope to keep. So I illustrate it often by saying... And I'll ask your listeners to do this. Imagine this. Imagine your boss calls you in and says, you know, I may not tell you this often enough, but you matter so much to me and to this team. I cannot imagine losing you. So I'd like to know what will keep you here. 
And I'd also like to know what could entice you away. Mm. Now, when I'm talking to a big audience, I then ask, so how many of you have had a boss do almost exactly that? And you look around a room. Let's say there are 300 people in the room. Three hands will go up. Uh, Three people had it happen. And then I say, how did it feel? Felt great. How did it feel? I felt valued. How did it feel? Well, one guy in one of those audiences said, when I said, how did it feel? He said, it felt late. It was in the exit interview. Oh, geez. And I said, you know what? Isn't that often the truth, that you find out how treasured and important and valued you are when you got one foot out the door? So what we know is that if people will learn to take this chance to, you know, step out there and sit down every one of their treasured, talented people and ask what will keep them um, and what can entice them away, and ask many other questions, too, like, what do you want to learn this year? Like, how can I help you do that? You know, many other questions as well, but that's the say interview. That's really good. Yeah, that's huge. So let's talk, uh, you said in the say interview, it picks up some of the other things we want to highlight. You know, and the L is for link. Maybe you can say about that, and then maybe we'll do one more. Okay, yes. Um, you know, linking, it's interesting because I think a lot of leaders don't think they're supposed to link anybody to anything. Right. Uh, but, you know, think about it. It's really hard to leave a workplace when you have friends there. In fact, Gallup's Q12 research confirms that, right? right? I have a buddy or a friend at work is one of the main reasons that people stay engaged. Yeah. So linking people, linking um, individual employees to other people is one of the first and most important links. Another is uh, linking them to purpose. And so a good way of doing that is having people truly understand the mission of the organization and assuming you work in an organization that does something meaningful, something good, uh, this should be a no-brainer, but often it isn't. So in one company that I know about, a medical manufacturing company, they call everybody together every so often, and they have patients come in and talk about how the products that have been created in that organization saved their lives. And I had an accountant tell me one time, because I attended one of these, this accountant said to me, you know, I cry every single time, and I feel so proud. And she said, all I ever look at, you know, are numbers. Right. And this is what brings me close to the purpose. And, And then thirdly is linking people to their profession, you know, and that may seem odd as well. And, in fact, some managers are nervous about that. If I encourage you to go to your professional organization meetings, what if you meet someone who wants to hire you? You know, so they often tend to hoard their talent, Mm. and this linking is the absolute opposite of hoarding. And what we find is that people are much more apt to stay with a manager who does these things. That's great. Those are really good, and I think that, you know, even in the specific aspects of linking when, you, when you're delegating something, here's why I want you to do that, and here's how this fits in versus, you know, send this, move this there, do that. It's the transactions, and how do those transactions link into kind of where the, maybe the end result or end deliverable is? Oh, it's spot on. I mean, if, if people have a sense that what they do really matters. Yeah that it matters to the team, it matters to the boss, it matters to the organization, and maybe it even matters to society. You know, it's, it's fantastic, and it's, and it's a very strong safe factor. 
Yeah, I mean, that's, you know, that value and, and that purpose, and that's the stickiness, you know, of having someone really stick around and retention. So That's right. Well, let's look at, uh, we'll probably have enough time for the Q, and the Q stands for? The Go Q ahead. stands for a question, and the subtitle of that chapter is Reconsider the Rules. At the beginning of every chapter, we start with a ponder this something for managers to think about. So the ponder this in this chapter is, which would you rather keep, the rules or the people? Uh, And, you know, so often what we know is that managers tend to be a little stuck with the way it's written in the manual, the policy manual, or the way their boss presented it to them. And what we know is that it's really, really important for you to be able to hear people's requests and concerns and questions and consider them. And so often what we know is that people are feeling stuck. They're stuck in what we call a, a box uh, made up of four walls. One is a rubber rubber wall, one is a glass wall, one is a can- concrete wall, and one is a vapor wall. And each of those represents... Um, you know, a, a different way of being bound by the rules. So the boss's job is to get unbound. That's great. Well, and I know uh, often, and I'm sure you've done this too, and then we'll bring this to a close, you know, people are in meetings and, and they may be more introverted and they're thinking, how do I contribute? And I said, you just got to ask good questions. And they can, they can be kind of naive. So one of the things, even the question, what's the purpose of this meeting? Yes. Whoever says that sounds like they're the smartest person in the room. Right. And again, everybody, yeah, what are we doing here? What's going on? So, well, and to link, what's the purpose of this rule? I know one company that has a silly rules committee to stamp out rules that are, you know. Oh, that's good. Silly. <laughs> that's silly. That's great. Well, well, Sharon, we're at the end of our, our time. So, the like, as always, this is quite delightful. So, thank you so much for taking the time. And, and again, if people want to get in touch with you, it's www. J-E-G for Jordan Evans Group dot com, right? Dot org. Dot org. Sorry, dot org. No problem. Okay. (laughs) It's been delightful. Thank you. All right. Well, thank you. And you've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. If you want some more information about some of the things that Kathy and I are doing and the the Miraval uh, training that's coming up this summer, go to xlinstitute.com or... Uh, drkathygreenberg.com and my website, uh, truenorthleadership.com. Thank you very much, and we'll uh, help you tune in to tune up your performance again next week. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.